What's up, everybody? This is Excellence Personified Brian Carson, and you are listening to the most excellent podcast in the world of professional wrestling, indie wrestling, any kind of wrestling. Doesn't matter. Wrestling cheers, baby. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're excellence personified. This is Wrestling Cheers, where we like to go over things in a Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview episode where we are interviewing Brian Carson from AIW. But before we go any further, this show is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Iron Tiger MMA. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this fine podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean Wrestling Cheers. Podbean.com. I don't know how many people actually listen to us on iHeartRadio. There, I don't understand even how this show got on iHeartRadio. But it is on there. I applied to it twice. I was never told yay or nay. And our feed, like if you listen to us on any other application, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean, everything, you know, as soon as a new episode comes up, the rest are updated. iHeartRadio is like a month or two behind in the past, uh, I forget how many episodes. There's like doubles, but it's not every episode on there. So I don't. I don't know. I've tried everything on my end, and since I don't know how to update and fix that, I mean, if you listen to us on there, you like to prefer to listen to us on there, but you're listening to us on something else, my apologies. I've tried everything, and when I even got a hold of iHeartRadio at one point, they were just like, oh, well, you, you can't do it this way. It has to be another way that I was never told about, and I don't know. It's I'm just kidding. Anyway. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Definitely help us out with some reviews. We're not doing a contest right now, but if you're listening to us and you enjoy what you're listening to or you, you have some sort of feedback, that is the perfect opportunity. You don't have to give us a five-star review. As someone who prefers to work, to strive to get better, if I'm given a three-star review, a four-star review, two-star, one-star, and I'm told why, then that's something that we will work on and... You know, going forward, and especially if you think this is a great show, please give us a five-star review. I just sat down and gave every podcast that I'm following a five-star review. Just I did the normal one, just a, in a star rating. I didn't actually write a review, but either way, whatever you do is greatly appreciated to this podcast. And if you want to get a hold of us, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers. And Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose a desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. I am your host. Don't remember if I said that earlier. My name is Heavy Set. And we 
have an interview, a very special, well, I don't want to say special. Uh, it, this was a fun interview with Brian Carson. It is recorded before the last AIW show, before Zero Cool, and it was outside. And this is something that I mentioned recently, and I just want to <laughs> express it one more time, and that's this was recorded outside of the Gorilla Smoked Barbecue in Lakewood, Ohio. We did get some feedback when we mentioned this last week. Uh, if you're in that area, please, please check them out. If AIW or when AIW returns next year, I will be stopping in. The, the food smelled amazing, and it's something that, that gets talked about early on in their interview. And I just want to put it out there that uh, Chef Jim, great guy, gave us some shit briefly for basically trespassing on his property. And there's even one point that I attempt to tip him for his hospitality and he doesn't want any of it. So kind of sucked, but you'll, you'll, you'll vaguely hear it. You won't get to hear what's talking about. I try to tip him 10 bucks. So just be like, Hey, thank you for allowing me on your property. I'm sorry. We trespassed. And he even gave us free water. So like I said, I'll never stop saying good things about them. So let's, wrap this up and let's go to a commercial and we'll go into the interview we will go into another commercial and then we will come back to end the show What's up, everybody? This is Alex Worldwide Keller coming to you live here for a thrift store. Wait, it's not thrift store driver? Wait a minute. Wrestling who? Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. I know my name. It's Alex Worldwide Keller, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. And I want to tell you all about Wrestling Cheers t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net. It's a heck of a shirt because where everybody knows your name and wrestling is a game and the game is pain. And pain is what we feel and what we feel, it's real. Whatamaneuver.net, wrestling cheers. Do it up for your boy, Alex Worldwide Killer. All right, we are back here on the podcast. It is very a lovely afternoon here in Cleveland, Ohio. We are at the... Uh, the Gorilla Smoked Barbecue right next to the Winchester. I want to give a shout out to them. If you are in the Lakewood area, please stop by there anytime that they're open because of the, the the owner did drop by. Chef Jim. And uh, asked us why we were on his property. And I'm gonna, if you're in this area, please stop and get some food. Wonderful, wonderful owner. I cannot say anything else nice about him. Granted, he's in the earshot of me. He can hear me, but he's not forcing me <laughs> to say any, any of this stuff. I, I appreciate hospitality one way or another so uh as you you should very well know on the podcast this week i have not other than excellence personified brian carson brian carson how are you this this afternoon afternoon it's all the, the sun's still out i'm doing good um again we're here at the gorilla smoked barbecue pit next to the winchester chef jim came up gave us some waters and uh giving us a nice uh aroma while we're sitting here too some beef oh ribs my. he said are smoking right now and they smell delicious 
if there's one thing in this world I love, I love barbecue. And like that's all like I, I I could smell it when we got here. Yeah, yeah. But I I didn't know if it was like next there, door. There's a so bunch like, of bars and restaurants. I don't know who was cooking something, but yeah. cooking those beef ribs. And if he wants to let us try and sample some of them, <laughs> he is more than welcome to do that. Yeah. Oh my god, like love that smell. I can yeah. smell the wood chip burning. No, oh, it's a wonderful, one wonderful aroma. Uh, it smells good. We're just saying it smells really good. <laughs> Got the nod of approval. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, Carson, how's it how's it been going lately with you, man? Well, it's just good to be back in AIW. I know um, I, this is home for me. You know, oh, yeah. Right. You know, because this is where I started, where I you know began my career, and just being out for those six, seven months, however long it was, working here and there, probably when I shouldn't have been while I was still um, recovering, and then coming back in the summertime for, for a few places was all right. But this is home. And then when I came back at Russell Rager, just being back in front of like the crowd that I know, the mm-hmm. venue that I know, the people that I know, it just it made it made those six or seven months of hell well worth it. It was a very interesting, you know, two thousand and eighteen. I to mean, say so, the least. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you. I mean, what was it like? It was early in the in the year. And it, January, January. And it was was it one or two? Because I felt like there was a lot in one small time span. Yeah, um, October of like a year ago, or actually around a year ago this time is when I found uh, I found two lumps on my body. Yeah, okay, I remember that. And now. I let them I let it go for a while. I didn't I told literally two people cuz mm-hmm. I just had to tell somebody. Uh, just cuz I was going insane. And then finally around uh, the first week in January, I went and got an ultrasound done. And I actually wrestled the Duke at a UXWA event yes, yes. on a Sunday. I got the ultrasound down done on th- that Thursday. And they said, well, we'll have the results for you on Monday. And I was like, oh, well, that's great. I don't want to have a lot of my mind this weekend then, I guess. Um, yeah, Russell Duke on that Sunday, Monday morning they called, and they they, they were benign. They, they weren't, they, you know, there's no there's no cancer in them or anything. And what, su- what was, after that, I was like, okay, I got like a new lease on my wrestling life. Because yeah. I thought, if you know, I was, I was thinking worst case scenario that my career was over. And um, the next week after that was the... Was that uh, Death Row? Was that the event? Was it Death Row? Death Row was for yeah, all, all it was, in January. Yeah, it was uh, when we hit with uh, Dan and I were in that number one contenders match with Philly Marino, Eric, and Bobby. And oh God, who else was in that match? I can't remember. But I just um, I was like, okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as a again. Like I said, I thought I had a second lease on my wrestling life, yeah. and I want to show everyone why I belong here, why I love doing what I'm doing, and then two concussions in one match, and it just everything came crashing down and it was just like man what like where do i go from here you know yeah and then um when we had the title match in february um i i just i didn't feel right going into the match i but i didn't want to back out of it because i know what what the match meant to dan and the swoggle and the pb and it meant a lot to me too it's not like i just didn't care about the match or anything but like i knew a lot of workers can attest to this before you step through the curtain you always have this anxious, nervous, scared feeling. And um, take it easy, Chef Jim. All right. Oh, um, okay. I, I want <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I wanted to show you that I was grateful. <laughs> like, if you had turned it down, then fine. Okay. okay. You guys, I admire Thank you very much. I appreciate it. When you're open, I'm definitely stopping in because you've got two that, customers for life. Yeah, that smell is, is, is delicious. <laughs> Jeff Jim, everybody. Yes. The good man. Uh, where was I? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> going, but like that nervous, excited, scared feeling. 
I didn't have it going before. I, I just like I knew something was going to happen, mm-hmm. and just and like as soon as the match started, as soon as everything kept, it was like all throughout the match, it just felt like somebody was like a you know one of those light switches that you just turn the dial and the light yeah. slowly. It felt like that all throughout the match, and oh. I just like knew, and I was just telling myself, just get through it, just get through it. You know, yeah, yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. Match is almost over. You'll be fine. When I took that spill off the turnbuckle to the outside, as soon as I landed, um, just all the like energy just like left my body. Yeah. Like I couldn't stand. I couldn't. I didn't hear the crowd around me. I didn't. I, I mean, Clemens was standing. Jay Clemens was the referee. He was standing over me for like two or three minutes, going Carson, 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 like trying to get my attention. And I didn't know like what the hell was going on. And he walked me to the back, and I almost passed out. And thankfully, um, somebody went and got. Uh, Chandler's mom, who is, yeah. you know, she's a nurse, and she came to me and looked me over, and she just said, "You got to go to the hospital right now." Yeah. She's like, "You're slurring your speech, your pupils are dilated, you're, you're you can't stand. You got to go to the hospital." And so when I got there, and that was too like the night of the everybody, everybody went to the got hospital. hurt. Magnum got hurt. Lawler got hurt. Um, I think Magnum and I were at the same hospital actually. I think I don't. I remember. thought you all three were, but it was like different, slightly different times. Well, like t- we're in the waiting room at slightly yeah. different times. I talked to both of them because we all kind of like kept in touch with each other to see how each other was doing. Yeah. And uh, Tom just said that you know that's that's when he broke his uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. he snapped his arm against Dom's <laughs> broke neck. His arm. Oh man, like broke un- Broken is an understatement. Christ. That thing. That just. Oh, oh, that's that's tough to watch. But he just said he was just going to have some pins put in back. He's going to wait till he flies home. Everything. Magnum said he was all right. You know. Just like I think he just, he busted his lip or his jaw or yeah. something like that, and they were just, they were asking me how I was doing because Magnum knew about the first set of concussions, yeah, and um, Tom did, and Tom just said like what were you what were you doing in the ring, like what were you doing? I was like it was a title match. I had the you know yeah I didn't want to let down everyone else that was in the match. I, I wanted to have this too, but um yeah they told me at the hospital they said we could we. Look at the CAT scan. You definitely have like not a lesion, but like it's a little like dark spot on your brain. Yeah. And they said that's this. You, you basically what happened to you is that your your brain was not healed yet. Yeah. And it just shut your body down because it couldn't take anymore. Yeah. And we're we're in an era right now where you know concussions are you know high up there yeah. on, on on concern list. Whether you're you know an NFL fan or uh, say, yeah, M- not just in pro wrestling, pro wrestling everywhere. MMA. Like I mean, those are probably your top three. But I know obviously you get concussions. Maybe hockey, basketball, baseball. It's all. It's I really big. baseball players get it a lot too when they yeah, run yeah, into yeah. the wall. But I feel like with those, it's that is such a big deal. And we've yeah. seen wrestlers, you know, their career take. I mean, look at I mean, look at Corey Graves. Yeah, you know, had so many and like I'm mean, great. He's got lucky that he was given a second shot right. on a different career within, you know, wrestling right. and still with WWE and he's depends on who you are. Like I feel like he's knocking it out of the park. Other people are like, "Oh, he oh, sucks." He's doing, a, he's doing a fantastic yeah. job. There's definitely a lot of people are like, "Oh, he sucks." And I'm like, "I don't know, dude. Like for what he's doing, like I yeah. I think he's great." Man, dude, if you, if you don't think Corey Graves is a good commentator, then just put it on mute, honestly. Because, like, yeah. you know, like... They're, they're, You're a good commentator. I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know I am, but thank you. <laughs> um, no, I mean, commentary is, is really subjective to a lot of people. I yeah. mean, like, there's the people that grew up with, you know, Lawler and uh, JR, yeah. Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, Monsoon, Ventura, you know, Shivani and Tanae and, like, you know, all that stuff. 
But I mean, McMahon. McMahon. Yeah, yeah. McMahon had a, was. I, what a maneuver! What a maneuver! One, two, three. Ah, oh, we kicked out of the last second. You know, it's Michaels with the cover. Right, one, right. Two. Exactly. Yes. Oh God! Very good. Very good impression. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, I've heard a lot of Vince McMahon impressions, and that's by far at the top of the list. Um, I can only probably do that one because that incident. I mean, that's uh, WrestleMania twelve. Yes, yes. So like, I can Whatever. recall that one. Yeah, he got lucky. <laughs> Oh. Man, I, I mean, I'm in the same boat with you. Like, I like them, but I like them both. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love, like, because this is the way I look at it. Like, when we were growing up, like, when Brett, we're talking, like, 92 Brett, 93 Brett. Brett was cool. Even 94 Brett. Yeah. He was cool as fuck. Yes, he was. Like, yes, you wanted was. to be that kid in the front row. To get those sunglasses. Get, this, get, yeah. those, get those shades. And I tried it, many times. Dude, I tried, but. I remember early 2000s, like, when I became an, more of an adult, you know, yeah. got my first credit card, and I was like, I went on eBay, I'm like, I want to find these things. At that time, it was like, if anybody was selling them, it was like three, four hundred $400. Oh, yeah. Luckily, Brett finally stepped up and said, okay, I'm going to start selling these. Yeah. So, when I know when I met him in 2013, I want to, 12 or 13, that was like big for me. Yeah. To oh, be yeah. like, I'm like, because he sold, like, I think I was just getting, I got the his first DVD signed, <laughs> and he was selling them right there, and I'm like... Oh, then I got it. Like I kind of wanted two, but I'm like, I'll just get one. I'll open it, and then I'll like every once in a while, like I'll put it on because oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's still cool. It's still cool, man. It's something again. That's something we grew up with. Yeah, you know. And then like to have a to have the actually an opportunity. Like when I met him uh, back in 2014, like I I had him put the I had a video I put a video up on it. <laughs> I had him put the sunglasses on me. I'm like, this is a childhood dream yes. come true. I don't care that I'm in the business now and that I was 28 years old at the time. I said, yeah. You're you're my hero. You're my idol. You're putting these sunglasses on my head. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it was because I know when I met him it was right after surgery, so he was actually like sitting in a chair the whole yeah. time, which kind of sucks. So there's like a picture of me like hunched over <laughs> with with him. Um, but on the flip side of that, because he was the guy for those many years, mm-hmm. and yeah, then and then Sean turned into a good guy. Yes, he did. And everything after the the WrestleMania 10 ladder match, which is a great match. Actually, I think that pay-per-view started off like, what, the first two matches were Brett Nolan and that ladder match? The ladder match, I thought, was a little bit down on the card. Maybe third. It was, it was, I swear to God, it was was like, because I I remember, I think the Savage and Crush match happened and then the ladder match. Okay, but I know it was somewhere towards the beginning of the card. Yeah, it definitely was. And those those two matches just killed it. But everything after that with Sean turned into a good guy. And then all of a sudden, like, I was rooting for him. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, the clip. And um, like there, I remember the merch at the time. Obviously, uh, Brett had the glasses. Yeah. Sean and Diesel both had their own like leather gloves. The gloves, yeah. And, uh, and Shawn the Michaels too. And the, hat the sunglasses, the hat, yeah. or and you can get the those all over print shirts, which everybody yep. remembers. Razor and Brett. Maybe you remember Brett, but uh, Sean had one too. Yeah. And it got up to man, that. Right. You're bringing back all the memories. dude. Yeah. Those live events at the gun. Oh man, you're bringing back all those, Shit. those live events at. Uh, not the gun to uh, the Richfield Coliseum. Rich the Coliseum, too. My yeah. first show was WrestleMania 10 Revenge Tour. Oh, man. That's, but that's, uh, <laughs> I was only... How old was I when WrestleMania 10? I was only... See, that was 94. I was six years... About to be six years old. I was eight. Yeah. So... Um, my first, my first event was actually, oh God, what was it? It was a summer. It was like a, I went when I was like two years old. My uncle took me. Okay. And I think it was like the summer, the Survivor Series 90 or 91, whatever. Like they came here with 90 or 91. They came a couple of times. The like one two that, years in a row they came here. I, I think it was 91, 92 because 90, yeah. 92 was, was, uh, Sean, the tight, like intercontinental tight, well, Sean was the I, IC champion. Yeah. Brett and the, then, uh, that was also right after Warrior left. Yeah. And that was Savage and Perfect against Flair and, uh, Razor. Razor yeah. So such a 
crazy event to happen early, back then. I mean, I, I put in the early 90s up against any era of wrestling. See, that's the thing. Everybody's like, I love the Attitude Era. I'm like, you know what? I love it too, but... I love the, the new generation, like, because I love Brett. I love Sean. I right. love Diesel. Um... Even it was a little bit before them, but even like I kind of liked Corny Crush. Yeah, like like no one ever calls him that. I just came up with that. But literally, like Kona <laughs> Kona Crush was kind of Corny Crush. I mean, but I, you hear that theme? Yeah, that with the with the guitar. Then da 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 I think that that's, that speaks to like how good a worker those guys were. That yeah. they could be part of two completely separate generations of wrestling and have yeah. a, play a major key role yeah. in both of them. You know, because they, I mean, they talk people talk about all the time that the screw job is what started the character of Mister McMahon. Oh yeah, and then you, like you know, Cornette says it a million times. Right after that, you had The Rock, you had Austin, and you had the perfect heel on television to go yeah. with those two combustible elements. And then WCW just absolutely failed when Brett went there because they had like he was the hottest wrestler in the world after the the screw job happened. Mm-hmm. And then they bring him there and surprise, surprise, he joins the NWO and like along with everyone else. But um, yeah, man, that era of wrestling, though, that early '90s, even like the mid '90s when like business was down. Like if you go back and watch Dude, that's the events, a new generation. Yeah, it was, it was a transition period. They just lost Hogan. They just lost um, Savage. Flair came back to WCW. They were. They were on the verge of getting uh, Razor and Diesel. They were trying to get Sean. They were trying to get Taker. They were trying to get everybody. Yeah. You know? And in the end, I guess you just chalk it up to Vince's writing. That, that That's what... Well, Austin well, Rock had a lot to do with I it, I feel too. like it's the one-two punch. This was like within a year and a half of each other of... Punch one being Austin 316. Yeah. If that didn't happen, oh yeah, I don't know where everything else would be because then the, the other punch was Montreal screw job and the uh, the Mr. McMahon character. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if Austin 316 doesn't happen, I don't know where Austin's career would have been. I'm sure he would have been still a great, a great talent. Okay. Yeah. But that promo is what made people open their eyes, going like, okay, he's not stunning steve austin anymore he's not the ringmaster he's stone cold yeah and people could really get behind that character oh yeah i mean he just wore the black boots the black tights he looked like he wore jean shorts when he wasn't wrestling mm-hmm. and a leather vest he drank beer and he flipped everyone off mm-hmm. you know people a lot of people could relate to that yeah and then once you know vince started the whole mr mcmahon character and he's given it to his boss i mean people were living out of fantasy oh yeah you know i yeah. mean that's why people bought into it so much and then you know the stuff with brett i will say this brett played a perfect crybaby in that feud oh dude it, like I remember having a conversation with friends of mine years ago about, you know, Austin and The Rock. And I'm like, you know who really made Stone Cold? Bret Hart. Bret Hart. There were so many early on feuds and everything. It, like, Bret really did a lot for Bret him. knew that Austin was the future. Like, if you read Bret's book, he says, like, I knew that Steve was the future of this business. I had to get him over. He's like, you know, Bret knew that, like, his time wasn't... He didn't think he was done, but he was in his late 30s. He's yeah. like, how much longer can I actually stay on top? Yeah. You know, Steve's the future. He was only 28, 29 years old, or maybe he just turned 30 at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's got his whole career ahead of him. So, I mean, and that that's why... It, that. Um, one of the very few things I, I agree with with Meltzer, because I go back and forth with him a lot, 
um, is I really think that 13 submission match is either number one or number two greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Just when you look at the psychology and you look at how well the double turn, that, that, that double turn could have backfired very easily because Brett was still very popular. At the oh, time. yeah. I mean, Austin was very popular, too, and there were a mm-hmm. lot of people behind Austin, but like Brett was already at like legend status oh, yeah. at that point. And the fact that he got that crowd to absolutely turn on him and get right behind Austin, and like Austin had a lot to do with it, too. I'm not saying oh, yeah. it was all Brett, yeah. but like Brett just the way he like put that match together and the way he behaved and the way he acted, it's a testament. That's when, when, I, when people tell me, when they look at me sideways, when I say Bret Hart's like probably the greatest wrestler of all time and I give like my opinion, I'm like, you guys, it has nothing to do with just what he does in the ring. It's all the stuff he did like outside of the ring too. Mm-hmm. Like what goes into it. I understand like most of my friends, like either they, if they do watch wrestling, they're not as, as involved as I am obviously. Yeah. But it's just like, and I don't try to like, peek the curtain back so they can get an inside look at how like the business works and everything but it's just like you know when you ask you ask somebody on the street who's your favorite wrestler oh Hulk Hogan or The Rock or Austin when they're not wrong you know yeah, yeah. those are all it's your great. favorite who can- right who's your fa- everyone has their own preference I have a buddy of mine who absolutely hates The Rock and absolutely hates Daniel Bryan he just can't stand either one of them and I'm looking I'm going those are two of the greatest workers that like, yeah. ever existed in this business oh, I mean yeah. I mean Bryan with the way he can um the way he performs in the ring and and yeah. Rock, what like just how, just with if Rock didn't even have to wrestle, all he had to do is put a microphone in front of him and he was going to entertain you. Yeah, but it, again, like it goes back to commentary. It's just it's personal preference. You don't like the Rock, you don't like the Rock. I know a lot of people that don't like Bret Hart. They just, oh, there's so many. There's people so that. many people that don't like Bret Hart, and it's just like you know, hey man, here I hate Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't I read one of those books. I've tried watching the movies. I really have. My ex-girlfriend made me go to see all eight or nine or ten or however mm-hmm. many of those Harry Potter movies were, they were. I'm just not into it. Yeah. But uh, between the two of them, 14 movies, 11 Oscars, and like $4 billion box office says I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, you know? a preference thing. Because I look at Brett and I think of like it's a ch- the where we grew up. Mm-hmm. And it's just that era, like like I said, him and Sean, going back to going back to that WrestleMania 12. Yeah. Which I don't know if I've told you this. I know I've said it on the podcast a lot, but it's one of my favorite. <laughs> WrestleMania 12 was on my 10th birthday, and that was my two favorite wrestlers going up against each yeah. other. And it's, so the match was the match gets a bad rap because of how slow it started. It's an hour. It's fucking an hour. exactly. It was they had an hour to work. What do you want them to do from fucking bell to bell, just going like all all out? They can't do that, man. That's it oh, wasn't yeah. it wasn't gonna be what everybody wanted to see if that's what happened there's just no i mean like by the time the like the 45th 50th minute comes on these guys we're gonna have nothing left yeah again it's just how you build a match psychology all that stuff it's one of those two things that like being alive in the moment like when when that was happening that night watching it like i was it was weird because like i said those are two my two favorite but i lean more towards sean because i wanted that boyhood dream to come Mm -hmm. true yeah if that were to happen today you would get fans being like it's it's Shawn Michaels is going to win. Like, it's come on, man. Like, you're forging Shawn Michaels down our throat. You no, know, it started to kind of. I remember the WrestleMania 15 match between Austin and Rock. There was a sign, if you go back and watch it, that says, I bet Austin wins. So, even then, that was 99. So, people were, fans were starting to smarten up a lot to like, they could. And it, it, was it a little obvious that Austin was going to win? Or is it 98? Wait a minute, you're talking about. The- WrestleMania 15, not 14. Oh, I was thinking, four, I was thinking yeah. 14. No, no, no. I mean, that was kind of obvious that Austin was going to win that, too, the yeah. way they built it. But, I mean, 15, there's a sign in the crowd that says, I bet Austin wins. Okay, yeah. You know, and it, again, like, is it a little obvious? Yeah, but, like, watch the crowd go nuts when that when, when the three count happens. Yeah. That whole place is, you run, and, like, 
whenever Austin, whenever you hear that glass shatter and the music, was watch, go back and watch Raw on the network. Yeah. And every time Austin's music hits, the crowd just jumps out of their feet. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, so I've, sometimes you have to do the obvious thing. And yeah. WrestleMania 12, the obvious thing, as much as I don't like to admit it, was, you know, having Sean go over. Yeah. And I even look at it, too. Like, I don't care what people say. And I'm a big movie goer. Movies are kind of predictable. Yeah. It, Especially nowadays. <laughs> well, not even. Like, dude, they're all going to be almost all going to be happy endings. Yeah. It's very rare to find ones that don't. I mean, there are some I can think of. I just think of oh, any, any Stephen King movie has an unhappy ending. <laughs> uh, I'll say the movie I just seen today, A Star is Born. Not necessarily a happy ending, but I understand why, and that is a remake. But right, right, um, they remade this like the third time they remade it, right? Because yep. like Streisand did one, and then Judy Garland did one, if I remember. And, no, those are all remakes too. Because the before that, I just watched this week. I watched the original. The, the Garland original one wasn't one. the original one. No, jeez, oh, I need to catch up with my movies. That was nineteen forty something. And the original was 1937. Jesus, God. How many times are you going to remake this movie? Oh, dude, here's the crazy thing. Like, I know people bitch like, oh, movies are long nowadays. That Garland version, two hours and 55 minutes. And back in the 30s? 40s. Still. Still. How the hell did people sit through that? That, Probably (laughs) probably because movies were different. Like, it was, there was no home market. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, oh, hell, I don't think TV TV wasn't a big thing at that time. So, yeah. not then, yeah. You're going to go to the movie theater to get entertained because you have that or the radio. Right. But you want something visual. Right. So, yeah, like, I started to watch The Girl in One. And then I saw how long it was. I'm like, I got to go to bed. (laughs) I can't sit here for three hours. (laughs) What the hell with that? But the, the original, like. I can tell where they fall. Like it's definitely the one thing I love about remakes, especially something that old and where they're they're going to update and they're going to change a lot of stuff. You find those little things that like okay, um, for example, the lead actor in the original, his last name, the character's last name was um, oh, why is it slipping? White, here? Like white bomb or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was um, Maine. His last name was Maine. Maine. Yeah. Okay. And in this movie. Bradley Cooper's last name was Maine. So when he said his name, I was like, ha ha, got it, oh, got okay. it, got it. And there, okay. there, there's like uh, storyline things that are definitely the same. Like, okay, uh, without ruining anything in the original, which, God, 30s, like this guy goes goes into rehab for being an alcoholic. Wow, they actually so, had rehab back then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're such millennials. But anyway, <laughs> we, go, we go to this new one. Yeah, he goes to rehab too for drinking. And it's just like, oh, okay. like I, I, there was those little things little I could tell you know, that they like pulled over. And even like how the original movie ended was kind of how this one ended. And there was a particular line that I liked. I'm not ruining it for anybody. <laughs> but it was, I was like, oh, cool. Like, uh, Anyway, how do we get a movie? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, predictability. Uh, predict, predict, yeah. Most of your movies, like, for example, I'm trying to think of, like, really good, okay, Marvel movies. Yeah. Oh, but Infinity right. War, which I, I we could talk about that. Right. I knew we, we that was happening. Another podcast just on that movie. I, d- I knew that was happening and what right. happened. I was the only person in the movie theater with this big grin going, ha, ha, I kind of knew it was going to happen like that, but just like, I didn't actually expect, see it. They actually see it and like how many of them actually, I didn't think it was going to be that many. I knew oh, a couple but, of them. Yeah. I thought for sure, like, I, like Tony was going to be one of them for sure. No, I knew I kind of. I thought for sure. I, I thought for sure. I just thought because like I knew that like his biggest fear was to be the only one left, and that's eventually like what happened because yeah. he doesn't know who had happened on on Earth because he's on Titan. But I think the you're big right, thing just is to see it going like because I'll get back to my point. But going to <laughs> going to Civil War, uh, 
there hasn't been a hug it out moment no with, right. with tony and steve you're right so i figured if we didn't get an infinity war which they didn't even cross paths right because they wanted to keep them apart so we're going to get to that point mm-hmm. in in the part two where they're going to hug it out it's going to be like I, I i love you steve i yeah. love you totally like i'm sorry we need to we need to work this out we yeah. need to do all this but anyway my whole point is Marvel movies, all but that movie, it's a happy ending. Yeah. Oh, here comes the Mandarin. Okay, the Mandarin's going to be defeated. Right. Oh, here's Red Skull. Red Skull's going right. to be defeated. Yeah. Oh, here's Ego the Living Pan. It's <laughs> when you see the bad guy just in your head. At least this is what I do as a wrestling fan. I go, okay, this is the ending. How, but how's it going to happen? A quote that I've used from EC3. He told me we were talking about uh, Impact one night because mm-hmm. we had the live uh, comedy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, he just got done doing his interview with Colt. He came down and we we're talking and like something's going to happen on impact that night. And he's like, hope you got your, your I hope you got your DVR set for impact. It's going to be a crazy night. And I was like, yeah, like I think I read what's going to happen, but I'm going to still watch it anyway. Anyway, but he says, spoilers only tell you half the story. The real story is getting there. Yeah, everybody, that's, kn- that's everybody true. knows how Lord of the Rings is going to end. Right. But you watch it. If you like it, I don't. So I, I we, don't we're either. Both out, I, I but tried. I really tried. <laughs> you, you, you know that those those villains are going to be defeated. You want to know how? Yeah. That, no, that's a really good point because, yeah, like if you want to go ahead and read read spoilers on the internet, go ahead. I mean, that's your prerogative. I understand why people do it. Yeah. But I mean, okay, uh, okay, here, like. The whole, like, WrestleMania this year. Like, everybody for sure thought, okay, Roman Reigns is finally, this is, he's finally going to go over on Lesnar, yeah. you know, this and that. And the match, say what you will about the match, say what you want to say about the match, whatever. I mean, calling that audible saved it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of and I remember because I was in South Carolina for it. I had a wedding to go to. Uh, we were at the groom's um, uh, house watching it. And, like, when the, when the three count happened, and then we, we all just, like, looked at each other going, what the hell? Like, that's not what's supposed to happen. But it's like, you know what? That's one of the cool things about this business. You can think you know the way something's going to go, or you can think that, like, okay, I read this, so obviously this is going to happen. Yeah. But, like, anytime, again, if you watch it play out, mm-hmm. that's great. If you don't if you don't want to watch it play out, you know what, and you just want to go to the spoiler, that's your prerogative, too. Oh, yeah. But just at least give it a shot. Give it a chance. You know, so I, that's that's a good point that he brought up, too. So, yeah, it's like we, we know... How do we? That's I, I get into really bad tangents sometimes. That's what this whole conversation. I'm been. telling you, man, it's the smell of these beef ribs. They got us. Oh they has got us mesmerized right now. We just got like I don't. I just got a first whiff of it for the flank since the he man. left, and I was just kind of like, oh, but so there is I'm still getting, some there. I'm getting, some, I'm getting really hungry. I mean, like, we got to <laughs> we have to break into that smoker, whatever he's doing. Yeah, I can't, oh, I can't believe that. But anyway, um, oh. one thing I do want to talk about is. Uh, since we're both we're both sports fans, yes, dude. How about the Browns this year? Oh, Baker, baby, Baker down. I started that hashtag. Break, break. As soon as I saw that DX video, somebody did of him Baker dancing. Down, okay, DX, yeah, yeah. Baker down, baby. And then Dustin Alberti, shout out to you. Uh, I remember he uh, he sent me a message on Facebook going, "Dude, every I'm going to start that. I'm going to make T-shirts of that hashtag Baker down." And I said, "Go for it, man. I, I don't care." But it'll dude, go great with that Baker mania uh, headbands that I know are going around. You know, I I noticed it. Right when he played, when they played Ohio State last year, and he walked right up the midfield and planted that flag at midfield at, at Ohio Stadium, and I know that pissed a lot, of, like a lot of people off, pissed me off a little bit too, because yeah. you know I'm an Ohio State fan and whatever. But I even I look, I looked at my brother and I said that took balls. 
Oh, that yeah. took a lot of balls to do that. And then he shoved it down our throats. He beat, they beat the hell out of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And then he almost beat Georgia in the playoff by himself. Yeah. He's not playing defense. I mean, oh, they blew this lead, this net. He's not playing defense. Yeah. He's play, he's, they scored in the second half. And I just don't understand how he just didn't get a shot in training camp. I'm still trying to wrap my brain. I'm trying to look for a, 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 like a reason where I can go, okay, I can see why Hugh Jackson didn't want. Like, I can't. You saw if he looked this way in training camp, what made you think that Tyrod Taylor was going to be a better quarterback? There's nothing I, that I, could have made me see. I understand I, I, the bridge thing. I understand like not, but he's a rookie. Let him take his lumps. But I look at it like this: um, Dorsey was responsible for drafting Mahomes, right? Is that what you think? Before that, where else was he? Where else did he draft? Aaron Rodgers. That's right. He came from Green Bay. And we're getting that. And Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench. Like three years he sat. And could you imagine, like, if Packer fans knew what was sitting there at a younger age, they would have been like, oh, no, Favre, get out of here. Like, (laughs) you haven't won us a Super Bowl in like 10 years. Get get the fuck out of here. Seriously. So I kind of looked at it like that. I was like, you know what? We're not playoff. We're not a playoff team. No, and that's another thing. We won zero games last year. I mean, if you win one or two, you doubled your win total. (laughs) Here's the crazy thing about this season everybody wants them to go at least eight and eight. Uh, they can go seven, seven, and one, but <laughs> well, going into the season, right. it was eight and eight. So yes, yeah, well, yes. actually, seven, seven, and one. You're still short a game. Right. God, I can't. You know, that's why I'm a wrestler. All right, and I don't need like one of these concussion kids. Oh God, CTE's a motherfucker. Let me tell you. Anyway, uh, okay, let's say they win eight games. So it's eight, seven, and one. <laughs> they might make the playoffs. You can see that record. You would consider that a great, great oh, year, right? Are you kidding me? You got—I mean, yes, we won zero games last year. Okay, well, I'm, I'm getting there. Give me eight. So, yes. so next year we keep Hugh Jackson. Uh, that's the, because if we go eight and seven and one, that means Hugh Jackson for three years will have an average of three God. wins per year. Yeah, I know. I look at that and I go, "How can you keep this guy?" The, he, <sighs> I understand, look, I understand the roster he had his first two years was god-awful. Joe Thomas has actually gone on the rate and, like, said this a lot. I was at that last game. That they were intentionally tanking. Like, they made these draft picks so they can get, like, you know, they made the deal with Houston to get the fourth pick because they knew Houston was going to be terrible. They didn't know it was going to be the fourth pick, but they knew Houston was going to be bad. So they were going to have a top ten pick. They drafted the team they did so that they would tank and get the first pick. So that's not all on Hugh. Man, you're... I just some of these decisions, he still doesn't know what a timeout is, still doesn't know how to use one. And I understand that, like, giving up the play calling to him wasn't like ideal. He didn't want he wanted to bring on Todd Haley, but he wanted to have a say in playing the call. Like, this is why you brought Todd Todd Haley in. Mm -hmm. Let him call the plays. Let Greg Williams handle like you're supposed to manage the game from start to finish you. And I'm just I'm sorry, man. But when you win, he's won three games in three years here. Yeah, they win eight. That's great. But I mean, he still got 30 plus losses in three years. Yeah. How do you bring him back? That I here's my prediction for next year. And I think next year, Todd Haley is going to be the the coach. I think that too. I I think uh, Dorsey hired him as in like, listen, right. I'm giving you one more year because this town has had just a horrible turnover with coaches. I want to give him one more year. Plus the Haslam's wanted him back too. Yeah, so like I'm giving him one more year, but he's going to get pushed out and you will be ready to take over this team when when this they're going to be even better. So then he'll like imagine this. Okay, we win. My guess is like I go four wins. I don't think I'll say six. But we're we're gonna be. We've had so many close games. That's like, the thing. It's like it's gonna it's, it's great. Yeah. Like we have not gotten just 
blown the fuck out. No, I, I don't. And think, that's good. I don't think they're going to either. Which I, you know? I want. I do want games that are competitive. Even though going back to this, as of this recording, this past Ravens game, I did not feel like we were winning that no, whole game. That it was whole- just like, oh, we got a lead. Don't feel like it. Right. No. I feel. I feel like we're a touchdown away from fuck this. Well, because a week ago they put up 40 some points against Oakland and in yeah. one bad spot by those fucking referees. And we should be. I mean, we're a field goal kicker and a good referee away from being five and oh. Yeah. But at the same time, that's football. It's football. It's the breaks. I understand that. But I mean, I'm just I love Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I was behind him the whole time. I wanted Bradley Chubb, even though I love Denzel Ward. But uh, obviously, John Dorsey knows more than me about oh, football. That's the thing. I remember when they drafted Baker, like literally Rich Eisen, uh, his reaction when they, they said Baker Mayfield. Was, wow. Yeah. Like, yep. oh, my. Like they got they took Mayfield. Wow. Right. right. And why didn't you take Darnold? Why didn't you know? As, as a fan base. Yeah. But here's what I looked at. I'm like, when we drafted Manziel, I was celebrating because I, like, oh. I, so, I was too i loved it i was like we got we have that like, here comes yeah. the playoffs baby johnny football and then you watched him play and it was like oh shit yeah so i go you know what <laughs> i wanted us to draft manzel and he turned out to be shit so what the fuck do i know right so i'm like right. baker mayfield might be good well watching me in that that first uh game when he started not started but you know played against the jets just how quick he released the ball i was like Zip oh i was head. wrong oh man like i mean like i remember the first pass that landry dr- dropped you could just see it on his face, like you know, Jarvis Landry's got one of the some of the best hands in the NFL. Yeah, like if you go back and look at his face, he's just like, I didn't expect the ball to get there that quick. <laughs> like, I, oh my god! I swear the cameras have trouble catching up. Yeah. There's times where like the ball's going, and then like as it's about to go out of screen, it's just about to start to pan. That's John Elway's speed on a football hmm. man. That's I like, and that's what that guy. Um, who I think it was Eric Weddle and the Ravens said this guy's going to be the next John Elway or Brett Favre. That's how hard he can throw the ball. Yeah. So I'll take that. They both want rings, so I'll take that. <laughs> so going back to what I was saying, I think that, you know, we have a year where like, yeah, we win four. And then like, that's where, you know, Haslam step in or Dorsey steps in and says, all right, Hugh, like we're, we're going to get rid of you. Yeah. Sorry. And we're going to move Todd Haley up. And then Todd Haley gets like an eight win, nine win team. We go to the playoffs. He's going to look like the savior. Oh, yeah. I tell you, the first coach that brings, doesn't have to win it, but brings the Browns to a Super Bowl, we'll get a statue erected here. That, I'm that, telling that, you. I'm telling you, I'm serious. I, you I know? Know, I've said the same thing. I said, um, whatever quarterback takes, oh, and the quarterback, takes yeah. us to the Super Bowl yes. in between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, there will be a statue <laughs> erected outside of the stadium. Yeah. And You're it's absolutely right. That's, I mean, that's what we are. And also, I think that will be the ending, the end of Bernie Kosar's coast yeah. in Northeast Ohio. It's like, you got to say AFC Championship game. We were really young at that time. I think he's kind of cool. I think he's a dickhead yeah. for, no. <laughs> I'll throw on a side story. I went to the um, the Pro Football Hall of Fame a couple years back, yeah. and it was uh, the 30th anniversary of the 86 Browns. Okay. And they got all these Browns players. Guess what? One player did not show up. Bernie didn't? Wasn't there? Bernie did not show up. Really? Yep. And of course, he actually wow. like, tweeted out a picture of him like earlier that day, like at home. And it's just like, you piece of that, shit. That doesn't sound like Bernie, man, because he always does appearances. Or something. Really? Yeah. I've, wow. So I wonder if he's got something against the Hall of Fame or something. I don't know. But you basically, know? I yeah. felt like in Northeast Ohio, he's had this coast like you're the, our best quarterback ever. I mean, and in the 90s. OK, great. But since Otto Graham. Yeah. Ever since then, like he's coasted on that. And yeah, uh, LeBron won a championship, but. Football is still number one in oh, Northeast it's Ohio. All, it's always going to be a football town. So always going to be a football town. So if we any quarterback does it, it's going to be sorry, Mister Kozar, you have to pay. It for was going to be. It looked like it was going to be Brian Hoyer for a minute. Oh, 
You know? Oh, God. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like him, but my thing was, look, did I like his mechanics and the way he, like, the decisions he made? Not really. My thing was this. We were winning games. Yeah. And we had such, we loved, we loved Derek Anderson for a year, you know? Ooh, I mean, yeah. like, and he was worse than Hoyer. Yeah, that's true. I, I looked at it with Hoyer, it was like, he would have these great games. And then he just looked terrible. But then we lost to the Colts. Because he was fucking horrible. And I, I remember having a discussion with my buddy. Actually, it's some, funny. The same buddy that doesn't like The Rock and Daniel <laughs> Bryan hated Brian Hoyer. And I I like I didn't hate him, but he was like, you know, I, I did concede. I said, that was 2014, I remember. Yeah, he lost us the game against the Colts. And that started the whole five-game losing streak to end the year. Yeah. You know, you were 6-3. and three. After you beat the Steelers, we beat the Steelers like 31-10 to 10 that year. You know, we were 6-3, and three, had a two-game leading division. I mean, we're riding high right now. Mm-hmm. And then you go 1-5 and five to finish the year. Mm-hmm. Like, it was bad. That's bad. I also go back to, let's say, I'm, I'm thinking it could be Mayfield. Another thing that's really tripped us up over the past decade we haven't won in Pittsburgh. Like we, no. the Cleveland Browns have not had a victory in Heinz Field. Won one time since we've come back, right? Ninety-nine. We beat them in ninety-nine. Three Rivers. That's oh, what I'm saying. Right, like, three Rivers. We God. have we have not won in. God, I'm getting old. In, <laughs> <laughs> I'm older, so oh. uh, I haven't. We haven't won in Heinz Field. We the closest right. one. The closest one. I'll never forget watching it was that Derek Anderson year. It was one of those things that like it came down to a field goal. Yeah, that's okay. I, I remember yeah. a close up of Roethlisberger on the sideline. So I don't remember about that. I don't remember who was kicking, but there was a close up of Roethlisberger on the sideline. Jazz Brown thing that was kicking for Chris Brown, whatever the hell his name was. I don't remember. I just remember somebody somebody kicked it and it was Ben Roethlisberger celebrating. Like I don't remember if we missed something or it was the Steelers. It might have been the Steelers kicked it put put them up and then we would have to and it might have been actually at zero it was one of those it was close but that's the close i can't say the closest we've been we also had uh manzel's first year i thought it was he didn't play this game but like we got blown out the first half we got killed and then we did a massive comeback in the second half but we didn't win that was the same year that was the i think it was the first game of the year it was yeah yeah it was the same year yeah. we, we did the same comeback but we beat the titans the titans like, like the next so week. We, yeah. had, we were able to hit the record books for that one but with the steelers it was like we were getting blown out and that's i was hoyer yeah. and i was like oh my god like hoyer's fucking done put in manzel Seriously. like we're getting killed it might have been like 30 or 40 to nothing and then that second half hoyer came out fucking bald yeah. and i was like okay hoyer. Yeah. like we didn't Seriously. win but fuck you got us close Hey, you guys closer than they like a lot of other fucking quarterbacks have. And that's another thing, like I said, like we were so we're so hungry for a quarterback in this town. Like, yes, I understand Brian Hoyer was not the future. Johnny was the future at the time. Mm. Okay, at the time. You know, again, this he's, is, not even, he's not even the future of the CFL no, now. No, he's not. <laughs> those those Argonauts are, are, are or whoever the hell he plays for, they're regretting. Yeah. <laughs> they're regretting that signing. But, you know, <sighs> Yeah, I, again, I didn't love the guy either. We were we were we were fucking winning. I was just sick and tired of losing. I'm sick and tired of the Jake Delomes and and the Seneca Wallaces and all these quarterbacks that come in and just get there. And what what the hell was that one kid's name from Duke? Um, Thaddeus Lewis, oh. like guys like that. I'm just sick and tired of all this shit. I just Charlie even, Fry. Well, even the guys that we drafted. I know, freaking I mean, Brady Quinn, Colt McCoy. I was a huge Brady Quinn fan. I wanted him to pan out so bad, dude. <sighs> Brandon Whedon. Here, here's my thing. When we drafted Whedon, I'm not Whedon. We drafted uh, Quinn. I was like, oh my god, we 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 got we got our quarter. We got a good quarterback. Here we go. Here we go. He came from the winning program. Here we go. And he didn't do his good. Then we drafted McCoy, and I'm like, oh, second chance. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And he, to his credit, he's had a decent 
career. Yeah, he's a he's a very great backup. Yeah, <laughs> he's a great backup. And franchise quarterback though meh, doesn't have the arm strength. And then we drafted Weed, and I was like, nope, no, no. I, he was twenty eight years old at the time. He was going to be twenty nine by week four. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, nope, nope. I'm, I'm not. Like, this guy's a pitcher in the minor leagues. Let him go there. I was like, I'm not getting behind this dude. No, I did. I couldn't. I the fan in me was pissed, but I was also like, okay. I was I was willing to be proved wrong. Right. Exactly. Which didn't happen. I said, prove me wrong, Brandon Whedon, please. And no, he didn't. No. <laughs> Outside of a few little bright spots here and there. I remember that first game against Philadelphia watching this going like, what the fuck were they doing with this kid? He's not He's not your answer. Like, how can you? I'm seeing this. I'm sitting here at a bar drinking my ass off because I'm sick and trying yeah. to watch this team. And I can see that this guy's no good. Remember when after we got rid of Whedon and he went to the Texans? And then he ended the season like playing for them, yeah. end up playing in the playoffs. Yeah. Every and it, oh, and I'll never forget this. Everyone was like, "See, shouldn't got rid of Hoyer. Look at him; he's in oh. the playoffs, and we're not." And then he laid a goose egg, oh, and goose I egg. He laid a fucking ostrich egg. I think it's huge <laughs> to, to everybody who who was talking shit. I went, "Yep, that's the Brian Hoyer. That's- that guy's in the playoffs, but you can't tell." No, right? Exactly. <laughs> he was horrible. Ugh. He only went there because O'Brien was his coach, and O'Brien O'Brien helped him out in New England. Yeah, the only reason he went there. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's start to wrap this up with yes. our fave five questions. I can't okay. wait. To, can't wait till Booker T comes in here and I can actually. <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm actually going to get his permission. I'm going to be like, listen, the five time, five time questions. I'm going to like we have our, our fave five questions, and uh, I, as much as I love you, Booker, uh, I know well enough that you always had your fave five, but you always had more than five. So there's six <laughs> questions. Uh, let's start with this one's good for you because okay. I, I know you're a fan of this. I think I know your answer. Best physical portrayal of the Joker. Oh, physical portrayal of Heath Ledger. Okay. I mean, they're all the only one here. The only one I don't like at all was Jared Leto. I thought he was exactly. a terrible Joker. I felt he tried to be Heath Ledger. I, I felt like it was one of those things. Everybody before him was good. Yes. And he had nowhere to go. He didn't, but at the same, it's just like that. He's it's such. That's why I'm kind of curious to see Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of him. He's such. He kind of looks like him. Yeah. Like when I see that, the, the just even him, just like with the longer hair without makeup, I go, ooh, I kind of see it. Yeah. The Joker is such a mysterious character that that's the beauty of a playing a character like that. He doesn't have an origin story. He doesn't have a background. No. You come up with his origin story. You come up with his background, and that's why Heath Ledger literally gave his life for that performance. I think it's the greatest acting performance in in cinematic history. But I mean, Jack was great. Mark Hamill's great on the video games, and and that's why the physical portrayal because he never he never donned the makeup. Right. He never like for many days at a time. But I played all those Arkham City games, man. Oh yeah. He's a great. Or even in the cartoons, right? Because he did. Yeah. Like he's he was really good, but that's where I difference because he never he never physically right. put on. You know, people like, well, if you watch like what he did at cons, he he you know he milks. I'm like, but still, like yeah. I feel like to be the Joker, like Heath Ledger did or Nicholson did or uh, Caesar did, it takes a little bit more, yes. and that's why and I, that I separate the, them. That plays into why Heath was so great at it too. Just the, yeah. the way he moved, the way he talked, when he told the origin stories of the scars mm-hmm. both times, just like. The little things, the little things he did, like everything he did, was surrounded in chaos. Even just oh, yeah. walking into a room with his shoulders hunched up, and it's like you know, and so, it's like it's all chaos. Everything that he did in that movie, I've always said, it didn't feel like that was Heath Ledger. That felt yes. like it was the Joker. Yes. The only time I sat there and you watched forget it, that it's Heath Ledger. The only time it felt like the Joker. I mean, it felt like uh, Heath Ledger. 
was the interrogation room. His ma- makeup was, was a little like, was, run, was, yeah, was run yeah. off. He had the lighting on him a little bit. The so first he, couple he, times you see him, no. it's like you don't know who the hell that is. He just it looks like the and what the he Joker did with his as a voice character. too. Oh, oh yeah, I, I goddamn it, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's one of the great questions, reasons why I asked you that. Uh, so question number two will go with since this is going to be released right before Halloween, the Friday or the Thursday before. Adam Sandler Munsters. It's really hard because if you, I did a little bit of research on them. They actually were on TV like the same amount of time. They began and ended like within like a couple weeks of each other. Yeah, um, just because I just for some reason watched them more the Munsters. Okay, I I loved Adam's family, but I just for like I was a big Nick at Night kid. Okay, yeah. So the Munsters had their own day. I remember during like there was either Thursday or Wednesday. It was like yeah. Munster uh, Munster Wednesdays or something like yeah. that. And I, I really like that show. And I like the Adam's Family, too. But, like, I'll just, I'll say the monsters. Okay. Uh, let's go with, you know, we're around barbecue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of wings. Yes. Bone in or out? In. In, okay. In. Boneless wings or chicken nuggets. Yes. They're lying to you. I mean, I know people out there, like, I prefer bone out. And I go, that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. That, that's why I ask. But I don't, basically, like, if you go to Quaker Steak or wherever, oh. It, give me a dozen Louisiana liquors. Okay. <laughs> uh, it depends on my mood, but my go-to will always be barbecue for them. Actually, barbecue almost anywhere, but they have the sweetest tasting barbecue sauce. Buckeye barbecue, Louisiana liquor, and Arizona ranch. Top three. At, okay. At, for uh, me, barbecue, Asian sesame. That's good, too. I like the Asian sesame. It's like having Chinese without having Chinese. Right. So it's like a nice it actually, It's Chinese food that actually fills you up. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then... Uh, I love that Buckeye barbecue, man. That's... Yeah. It's been a while since I've had that. I think Arizona Ranch because like it gives you the kick, yes, but not as much. I think I think Arizona Ranch or whatever higher that or the Buckeye Barbecue. I think Buckeye is, Barbecue is a little bit higher. I think that's the highest I've ever gone. Okay, I've got nothing. About I have that. done the Atomic Wing, and it was a bit one of the biggest mistakes of my life. <laughs> Dude, I have I have a friend that I used to work with, and this was before the Triple Atomic. Let mine. No, I haven't. So had it's that. even worse. Um, he would go order because normally when people get the Atomic Wings, they get the the little Sixer yeah. or Niner or no, it's Sixer. That's so they can, you know, get on, like, they'll do the minimum. This guy ha- has openly told me he will go in and order a compact bucket what is wrong of atomic him? wings. Sometimes he'll order two. And literally... Uh, More this- power to you, brother, but <laughs> I couldn't do that. I-, I like my insides way too much. <laughs> the story that I remember him telling Imagine me... Imagine on the toilet the next morning. With Hold on. There's more to this. I remember him telling me, like, he'll or- he would order it, and then you would hear, like, you what you'd see the waiter go into the kitchen, and then you hear, what the fuck? <laughs> Like by someone that was seeing seeing his order, <laughs> and he always said like the first few oh, were were tough to get through, but after that he says his face was so numb he's just just popping them. And yeah, he always said he he paid for it the next day. Yeah, I, I'd imagine so. All right, question number two, we're on four. four. You know what? Since he's here tonight, we're gonna ask you the AJ Gray question. Ooh. If you know enough about AJ Gray, you know this guy has the hottest takes in the world. What are your hot takes? What are my hot takes? Yeah. So basically, I always just say, oh. I say it's unpopular opinions. Where you're yeah. just like, this is how I feel. I don't care how you um, feel. I hate Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. Absolutely hate him. Okay. I kind of know him a little bit from growing up because, like, he's from, he spent a lot of time in the Mayfield area growing up. And okay. the guy that, the family that he lived with was one of my best friends. So I kind of know, I've known him since, like, we were 13. And then I, once he blew up a little bit, and then I remembered who he was, I was like, okay, I'll give him a second chance. And then, like, just a couple of times around him, I was like, yeah, I don't like you. I don't like the way you represent Cleveland. I don't like the way you represent Ohio. I don't like the music you put out. I just don't yeah. like you in general. So I don't like MGK. I, 
and um, let's talk about it. No, let's not <laughs> talk about it because it, it was a cute little sound, the, like the bob your head too. But then Marshall came out and did what Marshall does. He's the goat. He's Odin, and he just slayed him. Ooh, so, the Odin. Yes, he is I've the ne- All Father. I've never heard any. That is. He dude. says it in Rap God. You be Thor. I'll be Odin. Oh, uh, I never cool. even thought about it like that. Go ahead. I mean, that's what, and that's why everyone was like, "Why did it take him so long to come back?" Was come back because he's Eminem. He doesn't have to come out with it right away. He because does things on his terms. Because he wasn't sitting on like MGK, right? Well. Literally, like there's a chorus in there that he used on another song, right? Which MG- means MGK he- only did all this stuff for publicity oh, to try yeah. to try and get some recognition. Because Diddy does to him, though he does to every other artist that he signs, they get big for a hot minute, and then you uh-huh. never hear from him again. Yeah, he's a he's another example of it. So, um, that's another pretty hot take. Um, let's the crazy thing about that, I don't think it's that's much of a hot take. Oh, no, not that, that. Like, actually, like, on Rap Devil, yeah. not Rap Devil, um, pardon, uh, Killshot, when, when he said, I have more fans in your own hometown, I was a suit, I was like, ha! <laughs> um, all right, so, we'll try to, we got two more, we'll get through them real quick, not too hard. Uh, question number five. The Wilkman question from the Kick Out of Two podcast is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No, it's not. If, if, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, so is Lethal Weapon because it takes around in the same place, and so is Rocky Four because he fights Drago on Christmas Day. It's not a Christmas movie. But what is your favorite Christmas movie? Christmas Vacation. Okay. I mean, I, I here it's such a good movie. I will watch it during the Fourth of July. That and it's I know it's a full blown Christmas movie. It's that good of a movie. I'll watch it any day of the year. Okay. Uh yeah, cousin Eddie, man. I'm I'm weird though when it comes to the National Lampoon's movie and that technical National Lampoon's movie. But it's the Griswolds, my favorite. Vegas Vacation. Vegas Vacation is good. I just it was on Amazon. I watched. I was it's like, fair. oh my god, I love this. I just I from beginning to end, I laughed during Christmas Vacation, so that's why I got to say that. All right, question number six, which is always tailored around my guest, mm-hmm. trying to figure out a good one from you between the the Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Going to do this to me? No. Who's going to between the three? Who's winning? The next championship for oh. Cleveland. Oh. Is it going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers? Which we don't know how well they're going to do or how long it's I'm going to take. I'm interested to see how they're going to do. But uh, Is it going to be the Cleveland Indians who have just did three stints in the World Series? Or do we have I mean, the last year 0-16 Cleveland Browns? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like Logic says the Indians because they play in just a horrible division. But I don't think Houston's going anywhere. And so yeah. I well, think... The turnaround in football, you can go from last to first. I'm, yeah. Uh, you know what? I believe in the power of Baker. I'm going to say the Browns. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Just because I just want to see one Super Bowl before I die. Just one, man, Dude, please. Just let's get in it. Anyway, uh, let's uh, wrap this show up. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, follow me on Twitter, Be the Excellence. Facebook's Brian Carson. Instagram, The Brian Carson. Uh, I know I'm on borrowed time with these concussions, but as long as I'm in the ring, you're going to see excellence be personified. And then uh, just. Watch out uh, if someone chops you. Yeah, uh, yeah, and not in the stomach this time, <laughs> motherfucker. My bad. My oh, bad. my God. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, buddy. Hey, guys. Righteous Jesse here from the Kick Out of Two podcast. And after you get done listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, you should come on over and check out an episode of the Kick Out of Two podcast. Maybe you want to hear Stevie Richards talk about conspiracy theories. Maybe you're in the mood to hear Dr. Dan read Twas the Night Before Christmas. We got you covered on both of those, as well as interviews from Mandy Fernandez, Jimmy Rave, Tommy End, Chris Hero, Al Snow, and so many others. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KOAT Podcast, and you can check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud.
And there you have it, the interview with Excellence Personified Brian Carson. A huge thank you and shout out to Brian Carson for coming on this podcast. You know, we've had a long history, him and I, and, you know, we finally buried the hatchet last year. And, you know, since then, we've built a friendship up and it's been really cool. So there was a question, too, that was asked before the the uh, interview from Chef Jim, which I, we did not ask. And I, I should have put it in. It's one of those moments I'm kind of too wrapped up in what I'm actually doing to think of like certain things. And Chef Jim actually asked Brian Carson what his record was. So you get a chance. Tweet him at be the excellence and ask him what his record is on behalf of us here at Wrestling Cheer. So one more shout out to Chef Jim from the Gorilla Barbecue. Uh, I can't wait to try them out. So let's uh, let's let's end this show. Let's wrap it all up and put a bow on it. You know, please rate and review wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, maybe iHeartRadio, and Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. You can get a hold of us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestlingcheers, twitter.com slash wrestlingcheers, and instagram.com slash wrestlingcheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, wrestlingcheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. A little, maybe kind of programming note, it's something we've mentioned on Twitter, and it's something that I want to announce officially here on the podcast. There'll be more info coming in a matter of a couple, three or four weeks. We'll we'll talk about it one more time. And uh, basically, I try to plan a lot of stuff ahead. Uh, I have episodes already planned up till the end of the year. And even I'm starting to plan things in January already. And I wanted to do something special for December. This will be the end of our first full year doing, you know, episodes every single week. We've had some bonus episodes and, you know, we have some time between Hell on Earth and the last AIW show of the year. There's going to be three weeks, three episodes in between the review for Hell on Earth and the preview for whatever the December show is named. So what are we going to do? I decided to do a little special interview series. Um, I'm not going to talk 100% of what the original concept was, but it kind of morphed into the Southern Underground Pro Month. You know, us here at Wrestling Cheers are big fans of Southern Underground Pro. So I have worked on three interviews for those particular weeks. And I want to hear from you of who you want to be on the podcast. Now, yes, I do have the three planned out. To be honest, it's a way to see who's going to be right, like who's going to guess the three. And if I get other names than than the three that I want on, it kind of gauges some interest of people that I want on, people I want to work with. But these will be the only interviews that we're going to do where they're going to be over computer. Now, normally when we do the preview episodes and review episodes, they are done online. We do um we have an app that we use now called Discord and we all convene in there and you know we jump into a uh, a voice chat and we we record the episode there. It's going to be a little bit different for these three wrestlers. None of them, you know, live in Ohio. I don't know when the next time I'm going to ever see them and I'll, I'll be blatantly honest, like, they don't wrestle in Northeast Ohio. Part of the reason why I want them to be previewed or highlighted whatever you want to say. So 
that's something that's going on. So like to hear from you. Find us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let us know who you think is going to be the three or who you want the three to be. And, you know, we will go from there. So also back into everything else, uh, check out our friends on the trending topics network, such as all beer inside Eurovision showcase and chill and old school at the movies. Check out our other podcast friends, such as pod Van Dam benefits of podcasting center stage, super fantastic podcast, the road home from wrestling kick out at two, the indie cast, so bro network and the big gold belt podcast and check out our other non-podcasting friends such as thrift store jobber rebel life media the savage stash set tab photo ringside shots photography sickening pictures iron tiger mma and the official graphic designer of wrestling cheers moy boy designs that will do it for us here on wrestling cheers where everybody knows your name especially when you are the Odin. Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like to go?